Amen. But we'll also have with us Bishop Musa Kofi, who also came to be part of the celebration. Amen. And I'm going to ask Bishop Kofi to come. Bishop Kofi is the uh, diocesan bishop of the sixth diocese. He's also an assistant presiding bishop of Harvest Intercontinental uh, Ministries Unlimited. He's also the founding senior pastor of Harvest Houston. God bless you. Thank you for coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand of applause for being a good father. For being a good father. Good father. Hallelujah. Yeah. God is a good, good father. Hallelujah. Let me begin by wishing all the men in the house happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Give it up for all the men. Hallelujah. Sisters, mothers, women of God, clap for the men in the house. Hallelujah. By the way, this morning in Houston, the women are preaching, they are cooking, they are celebrating the men. And so this morning I want to celebrate other men in the house. I want to celebrate my father, our presiding bishop. Bishop, I honor you. I honor you. Thank you. Thank you for being such, such a father to not only me and my wife, but a great daddy to all of the bishops um, within this wonderful and powerful ministry that has become a movement. Amen. We are thankful, thankful. Thank you for this opportunity to minister God's word this morning. Hallelujah. 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 I'll bring you greetings from, uh, from our wife. Um, we spoke this morning and uh, she was on her way to preach. And I was uh, praying and meditating and just um, waiting before the Lord. And she asked me to extend her greetings. Many of you asked me, where's your second half? Where's your second half? Um, she is um, doing God's work this morning. Amen. So I want to read two verses. I want us to read two verses. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. And then Romans chapter 17. Sorry, chapter 13 and verse 7. First Samuel 2 and 30. And then Romans 13 verse 7. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed, that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And then Romans chapter 13, quickly, verse 7. Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Father, bless your word. Anoint our hearts, our minds, and our lips. 
to speak your word. Anoint the hearing and the hearts of your people to hear and to believe. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I was preparing, uh, after Bishop texted me and asked me to minister this in this service, um, one of the scriptures that came to mind uh, was, uh, it's taken from Matthew chapter 21, we don't have to turn to it because of time, verse 28 through 32, Jesus was ministering in the temple and the chief priest came by and asked him a question about his authority about which he did the miracles that he did. And so Jesus said, I will ask you also, tell me about what uh, authority John um, minister. And so they reasoned to themselves and said, hmm, if we told him John uh, minister by the authority of a sent by God, the, he will trick us in asking why didn't we believe? And if we say John came by man's authority, the people would be unhappy with us. And then they turned to Jesus and said, uh, we do not know. And so um, Jesus told them that I will not tell you, neither would I tell you by whose authority I do these things. And then Jesus um, gave them a parable about a father and two sons. And the father asked the first son to go into the vineyard. He said, I will go, sir. Um, and then, sorry, the first son uh, was asked to go into the vineyard. He said, um, I will not go. And the one who said, I will not go, ended up going to the vineyard and uh, did the work that the father was asking him to do. The one who said, I will go, they didn't go. And then Jesus asked them, which of these two um, um, obeyed? Or they was right, and they answer him, the one who went to the vineyard and did what the father said. And as I meditated on that scripture, um, it became clear to me that when we disobey, we dishonor God. When we obey, we honor him. And as we celebrate Father's Day today, um, it is very clear that when we honor our fathers, or we honor our fathers by obeying our father. Amen? And whenever we obey, we honor our fathers. And so Jesus rebuked the, the chief priest because he told them in the end uh, of the parable uh, that John came by way of righteousness and you did not believe. And, and then he said to them that the, the, the publicans and, 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 the, and, 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 and those who are not religious obey, they believe, and they honor. So you see in the text that the scribes' intention was to dishonor Jesus. Uh, these two sons give us a, an understanding that as children, it is critical, it is important that we practice 
obedience or we practice the act of honoring those who parent us. It is important that we honor fathers. Hallelujah. And I am so glad that not only am I a father, but I'm a son. A son to my father. And this is so important because we live in a culture, in a society that dishonors those in authority. And sometimes believers tend to dishonor God, man, and principles, the principles of God's kingdom. And you do not know that the kingdom of God is built on laws and when I say laws, I mean precepts and principles. The kingdom operates on principles, on keys that are in the word. It is important that we continually learn and practice the art of honoring those God has placed over us. Hallelujah. There are keys of the kingdom. And each key opens a specific door. Okay? Every key does not open every door. Now, there is a master key, for example, uh, for probably a, a, a facility like this that opens every door. But there are specific keys for specific doors. We are able or we gain access to greatness, to the graces of God, and to a certain dimension of God's blessings, God's power, God's influence. When we apply the right keys, the right principles, one of the powerful laws or keys or principles uh, that is responsible for lifting men and women in this kingdom is the, kin is the principle of honor. The law of honor. You see, when we refuse to honor those who deserve to be honored, we exclude ourselves from the greatness that proceeds out of that person as a result of the grace, the influence that God has placed upon their lives. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, that word or that verse teaches us the law of seed time and harvest. The law says that everything that you want is a harvest. So if I need an answer, I must sow a seed of a question. So when I ask question, I will receive an answer. Transformation requires me to seek knowledge or revelation. 
So when I saw a seed of seeking God's word and receiving knowledge from God's word, the answer, the harvest, will be transformation. And Paul says it clearly in Romans chapter 12 that our minds are renewed by the word. And as our minds are renewed, we are transformed. Hallelujah. Now, honor is a seed that we are sowing today upon the fathers. As we honor fathers, our fathers, our spiritual father, we gain access to the graces that are upon their lives. Because honor is a seed for access to God's power, God's grace, hallelujah, hallelujah, and influence. So honor is a seed that opens doors that will be multiplied or that will multiply your influence, your relevance, platforms and opportunities that will not be available if you dishonor the one who should be honored, our fathers. So honor is the key that will open doors of opportunities to you when you sow it. As long as the earth remains, the seed time and harvest. When you sow, you shall harvest. Honor is high respect. Honor means to greatly esteem. It is a celebration or an expression of respect. To honor. And God has blessed us, not just in this house, but in this ministry, with our Father and our presiding bishop, who is honorable and deserves to be honored. Now, if you're going to clap, then clap for real. Hallelujah. Honor means to regard with greatness. Honor is the discerning, the celebration, and the rewarding of uniqueness, usefulness, and of excellence of a person or a thing. We must muster the courage to discern. When a man of God or a woman of God is honorable, we must celebrate. We must reward a person for his uniqueness, his value, and the excellence that he, that he communicates. Honor has to do first and foremost to discern. There are people who don't understand when we celebrate our bishop, we honor, when we honor him, then we will honor him. There are people who minds uh, walk 
and the thing that we worship him. We do not worship him, we honor him. And the way we honor God is by honoring the man of God upon whom the grace of God rests. So we celebrate God's grace. That's why we came this weekend. That's why people who couldn't come were involved in the process and planning to make this past weekend Friday night a success. It's to honor what God is doing in his life and the first lady's life. Somebody said in a quote, all failures in the life of a believer can be traced to dishonor without exception. All failures in life or in the life of a believer can be traced back to dishonor without exception. It is dishonor first to God, to man, and to his precepts, his principles. To dishonor is to lightly esteem or disdain the value, the usefulness, and the excellence of someone. To dishonor means to take for granted. To dishonor means to treat with contempt. It's the feeling that someone or something is unworthy of one's respect and consideration. So, it is a good thing that the church takes time to celebrate the fathers in the house, but to celebrate our father and to celebrate our supreme father. Hallelujah. Come and give him a hand of praise. Yeah. So the text in First Samuel, uh, when you read the context, uh, after Samuel sounds uh, sin and dishonor the sacrifices, the dishonor the women in the temple, and dishonor the altar of God, it says a man of God was sent. The name is not mentioned in the text. I believe it's in verse 27. But a man of God came and rebuked Eli. Rebuke him because he took light of the sin of his sons. And the text says that he honored his sons above God. So they dishonored God in their ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, I found out that in the scripture, there are a lot of examples of great men and great women who were elevated, who were raised by God from the desert to the palace because they learned the secret of honoring. They learned the secret of honoring God, men of God, and the principles of God's word. Hallelujah. So, I believe you understand the path I'm taking this morning that there is power in honor. The power of honor is inherent in the power of God. 
that when we honor God and honor men of God, women of God, and honor the things of God, the power of God is released so that we excel, that we elevate and occupy places of power and influence hallelujah whether it's in the church in the kingdom or even in your in, in your field of work god is able to grace you so that you excel because of your ability and your obedience to god's word to honor him this honor will close the door before you Hallelujah. Dishonor is an attitude, not just a mere uh, pronouncement of words. To dishonor is to despise. You know, you can be in the church and despise uh, the, the, the grace of God or the graces of God that are available to you. Hallelujah. You see, uh, our text makes it very clear that these young men, the sons of Eli, dishonor God, dishonor the things of God. They dishonor the very altar of God that God used to bless them. Listen to me. The grace that you honor, it will honor you. The grace that you respect, that grace will return to you with blessings. It is critical, especially in these last days, that we recognize, we discern the grace of God upon the men of God of the, of the house and the men who are ministering to you because the grace you honor will open doors unto you. The grace you honor will make ways for you where there seems to be no way. The reason why God will honor uh, your pastor, our bishop, with his grace, it's not for him, it's for you. The grace on his life, the, the anointing on his life, it's not for him, it is for you. It is to meet you at the point of your need. But the way you access that grace is to honor the grace that is upon him. To honor him. Hallelujah. It is common sense to realize that no matter how close you are to any man of God, to any grace of God, personally for in a man, a bishop, in fact, let me speak of myself. No matter how great I become, no matter how you refer to me as bishop, yes, I'm a bishop, and we are bishop, but I can never be equal to him. You know why? Because it is a deception. And many have fallen into that temptation that the closer they are to authority, the closer they are to a great man of God, they forget that they stand before him and I stand with him. I don't care how great you become. 
Because many are deceived to think that the longer you stand closer to a, to a great man of God, that you too are a great man of God. Yes, all of us are born again. All of us are equal on the cross. But there are certain dimensions. That one is greater than the other. There are certain graces and certain, uh, certain wisdom that God has given him. No matter how great I become, I'll still be your son. Because some people will say, well, we eat together, we play together, uh, we sleep in the same house. I'm his secretary, I'm his friend. Listen, there is a line that needs to be drawn. Because when you're too familiar with the grace of God, with the man of God, you can be so deceived to think that you are eight and you are not eight. So I've seen in my young life, I'm a young man going to be 16 in November. Okay? I've seen some of my colleagues, some of my temporary lost their ministry. In fact, I've seen people lose opportunities because they refuse to honor. I've seen people lose their jobs because they dishonor their bosses. I've heard testimony of people shutting down their businesses because they dishonor another partner. You can be so close to your bishop, your pastor, and think that you are colleagues. I said that to honor is not just mere words, it's an added to you. So my mindset is that not all of us are equal, not all pastors are equal. There are levels in God. And we have to know the distinction. There are certain gatherings you enter into when you notice and discern that there are great men and women of God. You don't show your hair up to uh, appear to be greater than they are. It's just wisdom. It's common sense. In fact, you, you should not speak until you are recognized to speak. Even if you know the subject matter and you are eloquent in the matter, you be quiet because it is time to listen. Remember, you have to sow the seed of listening. So you can receive wisdom. You see, the doors of elevation and favor can be closed before you because of the attitude of dishonor. Whether it's dishonoring your husband, your wife, your children, your parents, dishonor. It's a bare seed. And one of the things I found about our bishop is that, and I learned this from him, you got to respect everybody you meet. 
Because you don't know when and how you're going to meet them when, the, when you turn the corner. You don't know who they're going to become. It is just wisdom to respect people. Even if you don't agree with them, respect them. Give them that honor. And sometimes we can become familiar with ourselves in the house. Oh, we we'll go to the same church, man. That's my sister, you know. We, we ride the bus together. But you got to honor them. Because they carry something that you may need later on in the future. Listen, the person sometimes who may be the one to open that door for you. If you don't respect them now. And they are standing at the gate as the gatekeeper. Just turn around and go back. Because they may not open the gate for you because you dishonor them. You disrespected them. Let, let me just give two or three examples. Two examples because of time. How much time do I have, Bishop? Ten more minutes. Okay. So, so Elijah has a school of prophets. And the last time I checked, it says that he has 50 of them. When you read the account, not one of the 50 sons of the prophets became the prophet after Elijah. Why? Because of the attitude. It is known that Elijah had a hard temperament. He loved them. It says that as he passed by, Elijah is on the farm. He's a farmer. He's not one of the sons of the prophets. But as Elijah passes by, he discerned. He recognized that this is a prophet. I don't care. It doesn't matter what they have said about him. I will follow him. He left everything and followed Elijah. He became the next prophet after Elijah. Why? Because he recognized and honored. He valued. He celebrated the grace of God upon Elijah. So when time came and the prophet was, sons were teasing him and saying, your master is going to be lifted up. He'll be gone. When Elijah stopped him from following him, he said, as the Lord liveth, I'll follow you. I'll honor you. I will not stop until I receive the double portion of the grace of God on your life. Hear me. He had to press in. He had to press in into honoring his man of God, his father. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important on this Father's Day that, it, that, that, that we should not just treat it as a, as a ceremony, as, as another ritual of the church. This is in God's word. We must honor our fathers. And hear me this morning. We must honor this father in the house this morning. Give the Lord a hand of praise. 
Hear me as you honor him. You are honoring the God whose hand is upon his life. You know the story of Esther. A slave girl. God arranged it. The vastity would dishonor the king. She grew so um, famous and so big and bigger than the king. No, you know what? I am nothing without him first laying his hands on me. You are a queen, Vashti, because you are married to the king. And so when she dishonored him, the king may have... Uh, he wanted to you know, treat them like them. They ever said no. If he allowed this to happen, then the rest of the women in the kingdom would dishonor their husbands. So the Bible says, she was sacked. The door closed. So that Esther will be elevated as queen and will go before the king and she will be received. Now you know this story. A helpless refugee became the queen of the kingdom. Why? She chose to honor the king first. She didn't say, let's get rid of him man. She had the first party for the king, the first celebration, and the king enjoyed because she flaunted. She exposed his greatness. She celebrated him because she valued him. And then the king asked her to do another party, another, and invite him on. Even after the king asked her, what do you want, even half of the kingdom? She honored the king for another party. It is in the second chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7 of the book of Esther, chapter 8. It says that she had a second party where she honored him, flaunted him. And the king said, tell me, why? The secret is that she learned to honor the king. She honored her, her cousin Mordecai, who told her, if you don't go before the king, not only will uh, Israel be wiped out, even you will not survive in the kingdom or in the palace. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes nothing of your name if you honor that which needs to be honored. In fact, it adds value to you when you're humble to recognize that which needs to be celebrated and celebrated. Honor. Honor. I said, other than to say this, and I'm closing. Honor is discerning, celebrating, and rewarding the uniqueness of someone who communicates excellence, who deserves it. We must honor our Father in the house today. Hallelujah. It's not just gift because you can bring a gift and bow down and still be standing up. You can speak eloquently and speak 
charming words to honor and still be disrespectful in your heart. It is critical that we learn the act of honoring those who God has placed above us, who God has graced to lead us into his path, into our destiny, in fulfilling our purposes and our mission individually and as a corporate body. So when we honor him, we receive the reward of the grace of God that is upon his life. And I, and I say this to say that personally, every time I have a question, it doesn't matter what it's, what it's about. Now, Pastor Gladys said it right on Friday night, that our presiding bishop is educated. Not only that, but he has a lot of wisdom. My wife and I are going through some things, dealing with some things. One of the questions I ask our guests is, how will Bishop handle this? How will Pastor Chris handle this? They are the, one of the people we look up to. It's our mentors, it's our fathers. I, I don't copy another bishop, another general overseer. I follow him. So some of the things I've seen here this morning, I've taken picture already. I'm not, I don't have to go reinvent. No, I don't. So if you ask him question, as a businessman, we ask a CEO, believe you me, the grace on him, he will give you the answer that you need to, to get the contract that you need. Listen, that is when you honor that grace. It's not just spiritual and speaking in tongues. The man is gifted by God. You ask him question about the apostolic ministry, he'll tell you. Ask him question about raising your children, he will give you the wisdom that you need. And every time you, you honor the grace of God, depending on what your need is, that grace will show up and it will bless you. So, in this day and age, when leaders everywhere are failing their followers, God has blessed us with one that we, know we need to honor and honor him rightly. There's no better time that I have a question and I have a problem and I call Bishop and he didn't have an answer for me. Never. And after he shares his wisdom, and then he prays and releases that grace. I'm going to ask you and ask you to stand. Let's stand for a moment. And I'm going to ask you to lift your hands and begin to pray for, for our bishop and his wife, and our first lady, our mother, our father and our mother. Begin to pray in the spirit. Just pray for them. Now, I rather believe that uh, harvest is at a crossroad of a major, major breakthrough. I was telling Pastor Vani on my way from the airport that I believe something is uh, on the horizon. That God is about to do something, but God will do it through him. Because he's the leader. Let's pray for him that the, 
let's pray and, 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 and believe God that God will do something in him. God will keep them. God will, God will provide that which they need. God will give them the wisdom, the, all the graces that they need to continue to lead this ministry. Let me tell you something. It is critical that we pray this prayer and that we continue to honor the man of God, the woman of God of this house. Lift your voices and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. You are a Pentecostal church. Lift your voices and begin to pray in the spirit. Let the spirit of God do something supernatural right here now. Kabo Pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for our Father. Lord, we thank you for all of our fathers, but we thank you, Lord, specifically for our father, our presiding bishop, the angel of this house. We thank you for your grace that rests upon him. We thank you for the reservoir of wisdom and knowledge you place in him. We thank you, Father. We honor him this morning. And as we honor him, we honor you. As we honor him, we honor you. Oh Jesus, your grace that rests upon him. Your grace, the mantle that rests upon him, is for the people. It's for this house, it's for him, you. As we honor him, Father, we declare, oh God, that he will be all things to all men. Oh God, that your grace that is resting upon him will meet the needs of his sons and daughters we thank you for divine strength supernatural strength supernatural protection supernatural wisdom supernatural provision Jesus thank you Lord we thank you for giving us the opportunity to, opportunity to honor him thank you Lord we give you praise in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I will see. Thank you, Bishop Coffey. Bless you. Amen. Now, here's the principle, and it's it's taught through scripture. In fact, the first commandment with promise was you should do what? Honor your father and your mother. That it may do what? Go, go. So there is a principle there that we should not forget. And that's what I hope you heard. Whether you're honoring us because of the role we play or it's your husband or your wife, the principle is 
there is something powerful about honoring other people right and when you honor people appropriately those people can become channels through whom God can bless you spiritually and in many different ways so learn to practice the principle of showing honor one of the major problems in the home and with families has to do with the honor or lack thereof that husbands show wives, wives show husbands, children show their parents. And so if we can just practice the principle of always honoring one another appropriately, there is grace that is released through that that will bless us. Amen? Let's practice that in Jesus' name.